0: My boss was paying me under the table, so I reported him, and now he's in prison. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. When I was in 10th grade, I got into refereeing football for a little league in town. I got hired by a random booster club mom, and she tells me that they pay us in cash out of the snack cart money. Fancy part of town selling Voss and stuff. But hey... No problem, I was 16 getting 120 bucks cash every Saturday. So, sounds nice. So, the owner of the league, we'll call him D from here on out, was a generally nice guy and had a son on the team. D was the guy living all of his failed childhood through his 9-year-old kid. The season was going great except when I had to ref his games. He would get mad at any call involving his son, no matter what happened. If this kid was on the line and went offside, we were expected not to call it. Well, I like to make things as fair as possible for kids, so I would always call it. This would set him off and he would come running from the sidelines yelling at me. I tried to talk to him multiple times, but his reply was always the same. It's my league, so it's my rules. So I moved on and just kept doing me. The season was winding down and his kid's team happened to make it into the championship game. The head coaches get to choose one referee each. D chooses Doug. Doug's cool. I like Doug. And the other coach chose me. D calls me midweek telling me there was going to be an NFL rep there to do the coin toss and evaluating the league for a sponsorship. Annoyed with his mid-game disruptions, I decided to have some petty revenge and try to peeve off D in front of the rep. On the day of the game, I show up and act just like always. Got everything set up, then called out the captains. Out comes D with his son and the other coach with his captain. We get everything started, and at first, I let the little things go. I feel giddy, but I know I have to let the kid win a bit, so he really feels the burn. The score was tied with four minutes left when I saw an opportunity to strike. It was fourth down on their own 15. D's son was at quarterback, and instead of taking the snap from the center, he said, hike, and picked up the ball. Normally, I would let this go, but it was D's kid, so I tossed my flag. Expecting a 5 or 10-yard run, you could imagine I was a bit surprised when he took it all the way for an 85-yard touchdown. Everyone on their sidelines is going crazy, including D, when the other coach starts yelling, Hold up! Flag! There's a flag! I call a meeting in the middle of the field and explain what happened. D wasn't having it. He was staying surprisingly calm, and he said I could either declare it a touchdown or take off my uniform. So, screw it. I quit. I'm waiting for the booster lady to pay me when she gets a call and says, D told me not to pay you. I waited till D was available and had it out with him when he makes it clear that I was paid under the table and that I could basically go get screwed. Time for some serious revenge. I talked to that NFL rep on the way out and tell him what's going on, and he seemed a little peeved off. Then I went ahead and gave a call to the IRS and gave them all the information I had. I forgot about it for a few weeks. Then I got a call from Doug asking if I was the one that called him in, and he explained that D had six other businesses that had a lot of undertable dealings. He ends the call by saying, That was pretty messed up. It was just a little league football game. It didn't have to end like this. D had a multi-million dollar house, two nice cars, and a loving family, and $120 screwed him out of all of it. So you tell me, was I really being a jerk? Okay, so for this one, on the surface, I would say yes, the original poster does seem like a bit of a jerk. It seems like a rather big punishment for what might otherwise be considered a minor slight. However, as it was stated, he was doing this across six different businesses, and had clearly developed this attitude over time. So, it would lead me to believe that he was probably screwing over a lot of people this way. Not to mention the laws he was breaking by paying everyone under the table, and probably keeping a little extra money for himself. Hence the multi-million dollar home, and two nice cars, and all of that. So, while this act from our original poster might seem petty and over the top, I feel this may just be the karmic straw that broke the camel's back, and that D was actually probably deserving of this for quite a while, and it just took one person to actually take action, and all the dominoes started to fall. If this man's in prison, it's because he deserves it, so I hold no fault against the original poster on this one. My horrible teacher told the other kids in my class about my medical condition, so I got her fired. So this happens back in freshman year of high school for me, about 20 years ago. Little bit of backstory, I was born with neurofibromatosis, a genetic condition that causes tumor growth on nerve endings and a large list of other problems like early-onset puberty, blindness, epilepsy, death etc. I had this teacher who, if you called her an ancient old hag, you'd be being polite. For whatever reason, she had it out for me. I can only pin it down to her being a bully. Now, I had been sick because of my medical condition and had action plans with the school as to not fall behind. The teacher knew of my condition because of this. So, one day I come into the classroom and there's a depiction of me on the whiteboard with the words Tumor Boy above it. The teacher just shrugged and laughed. She had disclosed my medical condition to the entire class. I tell the principal, nothing. The guidance counselor, nothing. My parents, nothing. Nobody believes me. It's my word against hers, so for now I let it go. I'm very patient, so I know I'll get another opportunity. In another incident, she hits my hand with a ruler when I ask her to stop taunting me in front of the other students. My medical condition is nobody's business but my own. She tells the class I have brain tumors, which is why my head is so large. She also points out that I have them in my feet. Again, disclosing private medical information just to be a vile person. I, again, go through everyone. Again, nobody believes me. So, then I get a mild case of the flu, and miss about a week of school, so I ask if I can bring a recorder to school to tape lessons to catch up. It's immediately put in my file, but for whatever reason, she missed this meeting. Still, it's in my file, so she should know about the agreement. So, now I know if she acts like a rancid witch again, she's toast. All I need is bait, which pretty much just takes me showing up. The very next day at school, I'm sitting in class with the recorder taping in my bag, and she she starts her daily routine of asking someone to draw a picture of me and all my tumas on the whiteboard. I again ask her to stop, and this is where the book is thrown at my head, with a loud thud followed by a profanity-filled tirade about how terrible of a child I am. It's at this point I stop the recorder and tell her exactly what I think of her, and am then physically removed from the class and taken to the principal's office, and I'm expelled. Once I got home is when I showed my parents the tape. Within 20 minutes, we're back at the school, playing it for the principal and vice principal and threatening legal action. Needless to say, my expulsion is lifted, and she's fired on the spot just before retirement, losing her retirement money. She even called me after and asked, why are you doing this? I simply told her she She did it to herself and hung up. But was I being a jerk? Um, no, not at all. This teacher actually sounds like one of the most horrible people that might exist in this world. It's unbelievable that you would treat a child with a condition that serious so horribly. Maybe because she thought she'd been around so long she could just do whatever the heck she wanted? I mean, the ruler smack makes her sound pretty old school, so who knows how old this woman actually is. Apparently, she was just about to come up on retirement. All I can really say on this one is I hope she learned a lesson. Unfortunately, given how horrible this woman seems to sound, probably not. I also just realized I called her horrible about 12 times there, but I really don't know what other word to use. Thief tried to steal my car, accidentally filled it up with gas, and brought it back to me instead. My first car was a 1984 Jeep CJ7, a pretty sweet ride for a dirt poor teenager in the 90s. I was working midnights at a gas station and loaned it to my brother, who was taking a date to a party. I got a call around 1am from my brother, who told me he left the keys in the Jeep and it was stolen. I was devastated. I was still on the phone with my brother when the thieves pulled my Jeep into the gas station to fill up on gas. As luck would have it, the gas gauge on my jeep was broken and always reads empty, and I worked at the only 24-hour gas station in the area. I pressed the silent alarm and proceeded to fill up my jeep. It was a full-serve station. When the thieves were out of the jeep, I saw an opportunity to slip the key out of the ignition and into my pocket. They paid for the gas and argued amongst each other who had the keys last. The delay was enough for the police to arrive. I had to explain the story to the officer half a dozen times before he understood. The thieves had this stunned look of disbelief on their faces I'll never forget. The cops were belly laughing telling the story to dispatch. All the while, the thieves sat in cuffs in the back of the squad car. The story made most of the major newspapers the following day. What a bunch of jerks. This is probably the most perfect story. We start off on a high note with a teenager who's got a sweet ride. The story takes a turn and it gets stolen and our hearts are broken for him. But lo and behold, the universe comes to his aid and hand delivers his stolen item right back to him, along with the thieves that took it, and as a bonus, they fill up his tank for him. I I just, I really love this one, honestly. Thank you for sharing this with us, Original Poster. I left my son's wedding after he denied his stepmom a mother-son dance. My son, Jordan, is 27. His stepmom, Natalie, came into his life when he was 16. His mom had passed away when he was 13. Jordan never really considered Natalie as his mom. He refused to let her get close and shut down every attempt to have a close relationship. He even moved in with his aunt months after Natalie and I got married. As years went by, they started reconciling and seeing each other more often. He invited us to his wedding, which took place a few few days ago. We got there, and the atmosphere was great, until later when I found out that Jordan had denied Natalie a mother-son dance, and instead chose his aunt to dance with him. Natalie told me this minutes later, and I couldn't help but feel irritated and get quite upset. I decided to get up and leave, and we both left. I got calls from my family after they saw me leave, and Jordan called later, and I told him why I did it. He got mad and said it was his wedding and that his aunt is basically a mother to him, and said that Natalie shouldn't expect special treatment. I said it's not special treatment, but a tradition. Besides that he hurt her feelings for no reason other than for the sake of being malicious. He got offended and accused me of ruining his day and causing a scene. Now the family sided with him and said I shouldn't have left, no matter what. So, was I the jerk? Mmm... Yes, yes, you were the jerk. This is your son's wedding day. That's who he wants to dance with for his mother-son dance. It's not about you. It's not about your new wife. Let him have his day. If it really bothered you this much, you could always have a follow-up conversation afterwards. But at this point, what's done is done. He gets one dance with one person who he feels is important to him, and he chose his aunt. To be fair, I feel the stepmom shouldn't really be surprised by this. Just because things are going well lately doesn't automatically put you at the top of the list. I feel our posters very much only seeing it from the one side and not seeing it from his son's side. The behavior of our original poster and his wife only succeeded in escalating the situation beyond what it already was. I understand feeling that little stab, but you have to let it go. Getting up and walking out on your son's wedding is not worth everything that comes with it. As always, I hope they sat down and had a conversation and were able to hash everything out. I had to tell my friend that the lengths she's going to to interfere with my marriage is unhealthy. My oldest friend's wife, Olive, used to be my good friend too a few years back. Then we drifted apart and later she became close friends with my wife, Natalie. Olive has a lot of issues with our marriage for some reason and she tries to influence Natalie a lot. Her biggest issue is with how Natalie and I handle our finances. Natalie has a history of making bad financial decisions and racking up credit card debt. For that reason, she does not have access to my savings account. I make three times as much as Natalie and she's terrible at saving money, so almost all of the money in the savings account was put there by me. Despite this, I think of that money as both of ours, and one day it will go towards the purchase of our shared home. For some mysterious reason, Natalie told Olive all about our finances during a night of drinking, and Olive has been obsessed with it since. She told Natalie she should demand access to the savings account, spend as much on clothes as she wants, and other things like that. I really don't think it's a coincidence that after every single night out, Natalie starts a fight with me about our finances, especially since Natalie brought up how Olive and her husband do their finances in a much better way. Now, to the point, I have a full remote job at a foreign company that pays way better than the ones in my country. I alone make more in a month than my friend and Olive together. Just one and a half months ago, Olive managed to get a full remote job like mine too. So naturally, now she's trying to act like a role model I should follow and tells my wife things like, now I make three times as much as my husband, but he has access to everything every penny. Natalie, this is what you and your husband should do too. You should demand it. After Natalie told me this, I messaged Olive and told her to stop. She told me that if I don't like that she's helping Natalie build some standards and making her question things, maybe I should try being a better husband to her. I replied that her obsession with my marriage is unhealthy. And going out of her way and interviewing dozens of foreign companies just to be able to interfere with my marriage even more is really insane. She then said I was showing symptoms of paranoia and should seek psychiatric help. It's Natalie who comes to her for advice on our marriage, and she only answers her. Yeah, that's a load of bull. I know, Olive. I know she becomes obsessed with things and keeps pushing until she gets what she wants. I know I'm right, but maybe my approach was wrong and should have invited her to a coffee or something first and asked. Asked her to stop in a more cultured manner on the other hand she's acting really insane so am i the jerk hmm so for this one I feel like we might not be getting all the information given that we're only seeing one side of the story but given this is all the information we have we will proceed with it as is I don't feel the husband's being a jerk here as he said there's a history of bad financial decisions going on here with his wife and saving up for a house or retirement or anything like that can be very difficult so I understand the husband wanting to make sure that he can secure that future for him and his wife given that he's making good money right now I will also point out that they're specifically talking about a savings account here meaning there may be another shared account in which there is money put in and natalie is free to use it as she likes but having a savings account is incredibly important and if the concern is that as soon as natalie gets it she's just gonna go out and spend it all on clothes i agree that she shouldn't have access to it and yes this is a problem that needs to be sorted out between the husband and his wife the friend is nowhere involved in this conversation hence why i've been barely mentioned her up till now. But regardless of what the issue may be between the husband and wife, I do feel that the friend really needs to mind her own business. She's just stirring the pot. There was no issue until she went along and started making issues. You're not being a friend at this point. So ultimately, no, I don't think our original poster is the jerk here. I told my sister she can't move out with me unless she gets a job. She claims she's disabled and I have to let her regardless. I, 27-year-old male, am currently in the process of purchasing land to build a home on, and my sister, 25-year-old female, wants to move out with me when the house is completed. Currently, we both live with our parents. However, I've told her that I would only allow this if she can afford rent, below market of course, as she's my sister, since I will have a mortgage and utilities to pay for. However, she's currently on government benefits, as she's unemployed, and barely gets enough to fund her current lifestyle while living with my parents, occasionally having to ask them for additional money. So why would I expect she would be able to afford anything when she moves out, on top of having to pay rent? When I explained this to her, she got very upset at me, acting as if I have no choice in the matter, and yells saying that I'm only doing this to her because she's disabled. She has a history of depression and other neurological issues, which is why she isn't working now. Even with government rent assistance, she would only be receiving at most an additional $75 a week, which is barely anything. I've encouraged her to look for job opportunities but she isn't making any effort, saying she's disabled, and barely looks after her own health. I often have to remind her at times about scheduling medical appointments. I understand she wants to move out in order to change her environment. She's always in her tiny cramped bedroom and has a strained relationship with my mom. But to be quite honest, I don't have the willpower to deal with all of her issues and have it carry on into the next major chapter of my life. It's just an energy I don't want around me anymore. I feel like it's not my responsibility to essentially look after her. And I've worked my butt off to get to this point in my life. I truly want her to get better, but there's a line where it's like, to what end? So please, tell me, am I being a jerk? Okay guys, we're going to be getting a little deep here with this one. For the original poster, yes, you are being a jerk but I also see where you're coming from. First, we'll start out with how you're being a jerk. Depression can be something that's very hard for other people to understand when they've never gone through it themselves. It's not just a mood swing. It's not just feeling down. It's a feeling of absolute hopelessness. And that can stop you from getting up and doing almost anything, jobs included. People who suffer from depression are prone to bouncing from job to job. You can start at a new job and feel good about yourself for a little bit, but eventually things will start to turn and you feel like things are going wrong around you or you're not achieving what you wanted and all those feelings come back again. And in these instances, taking a step back can be what that person really needs. The government has decided that she's eligible for disability paycheck due to her condition, meaning that it's not anything minor. Our original poster also mentioned a strained relationship between the sister and mom, which could be the main reason why she wants to move out with her brother and this could be a key step in helping her get better but I understand that you can't guarantee that and you don't know it for sure I understand that you've worked hard for everything that you have and you feel like you're kind of giving her a free ride just because she asks for it but just know that the path that she's on is not easy her life is difficult in an entirely different way from yours and you could potentially have it within your power right now to make her life so much better and if that happens. Happens, all the other things can fall into place but like I said I understand why you're skeptical you've seen the pattern of behavior at this point and you honestly don't know if you're gonna be able to handle that financial responsibility but if it is something that you feel you could do for her I think you should that's just my opinion though I'm curious to know what you guys think let me know in the comments this one's a tough one when you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications